everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 147 in year three, and this is going to be a comic-filled episode. We got some questions from viewers, but there is no news this week. But just in case you are somebody that likes to hear about news and you're like, I don't care about the comics, we are going to be talking about the future of Batman as our main topic because we have a new writer on Batman. And we've been waiting for a while to talk about this, and we um, are going to go pretty in-depth with this particular issue and just what we think is going to be happening with Batman going forward, because we're probably going to have this writer for a while. And so, yeah, if you're interested in hearing what the future of Batman is going to be about, we're going to go ahead and dive into that right now. So, Clay, do you think we should just review the issue first and then just go into every topic that we can talk about? Yeah, yeah I think so. I, well, I feel like, because let's see here, I, I kind of said it last week, but we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books to talk about. Yeah. I think if anything, uh, we should talk about the rest of the books first and then jump into 125 of Batman, because that's where most of our topics are going to be surrounding. Yeah. So what we could do is we do majority well, of we still these... got to do viewer questions. So that's well, what that's I was what... thinking. You know, we do 125 viewer questions, then the rest of the books. Because oh, I think we okay. can talk a decent amount about Flashpoint. You know, that's true too. That's true you too. Know, and dark, and, and dark crisis too. So, um, so yeah, let's dive into 125. Okay, I don't even. Where do we start with this? Okay, and remember, so... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Remember. We know some things already that yes. we cannot say. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but the interesting thing is, is I've had conversations with other people being very cryptic because I know I can't say anything. And some people know things and they started sending them to me because they've been talked about. And I was now, just like, oh, okay. How the hell did you know that? You you also need to understand we're not the only people no, that get I, these review copies. So True, but I'm talking about like I got a <laughs> podcast that talked about the Batman and Catwoman dynamic in this book that I thought was really interesting. And it's going to lead to something that I want to talk about that I still think is kind of BS and that I think it's, it's headcanon that some people are doing. But I think it's an interesting topic. Um, so we're going to go ahead and talk about stuff like that. But there is information that we can kind of talk about that isn't full-blown spoilers that has been said by Zadarsky himself. So um, I think that's pretty interesting. And then there's things that we can go into with other stuff. But let's go ahead and dive into what is going to be, I don't know. It's, the, it is obviously the future of Batman because it's, it's Batman 125, new writer Chip Zadarsky. We have George Jimenez, who is a fantastic artist is back on this book. And we know Jimenez is fantastic. He's great. He does good stuff. But this book opens up with Alfred. Now, in the top corner, it says Another Time, and he's in the Batcave. We got all the classic, you know, dinosaur, um, Penny, all that kind of stuff. And then the second page is automatically three Jokers. And we talked about this on the podcast, and we were like, no, please don't. Um... <laughs> Now, and, it, and it's the three Jokers surrounded by pretty much all the dead Bat family. Or it looks like they're beat up or they're just, they're incapacitated. And then it cuts to Batman waking up as if he just, that was a nightmare for him. Now, I want to stop right there right away to introduce something that I saw. This is on Twitter. 
from Jimenez himself posted that three jokers uh artwork and i think he captioned it i posted this i posted this in the discord if i'm not mistaken um he captioned it nightmare nah it's only the beginning hashtag batman now immediately we talked about how we didn't want this three jokers thing to happen because it's just it's too much right but you automatically like oh it's a dream awesome it's a dream that's fantastic it's not something that's gonna happen do you think already chip is going to do the very tropey i'm having nightmares and they're gonna become reality storyline it's hard to say right now Mm -hmm. as of right now it's hard to say now we can automatically probably jump to that conclusion if we end up seeing three jokers right yeah or what most people will probably do is oh this brings three jokers into continuity like they're not gonna think about the aspect of bruce's nightmares becoming real they're just going to think of what this is coming from which is the story of the three jokers yeah i hate how people think that this would be bringing the three jokers into continuity when three jokers is already continuity continuity yeah it's so dumb but yeah go ahead go for it but in the in the in the aspect of nightmares becoming real we've kind of already seen that from batman with Barbados. Yeah. And that was really big in Snyder's run. I wouldn't say it's a trope because we haven't seen it in a while. Uh I, I to guess to be the, honest, the the last thing that is kind of teetering that would be the nightmare sequence in King's Run near the end. Uh what but was it? If I'm not mistaken, we just had Fear State where Batman was hallucinating a lot. Yes, you but know? you can't really say nightmares become real at that point because they're all hallucinations. True, but I feel like it's, you know, we've gotten a lot of Joker and it just kind of, I mean, all the Joker stories are different, but it's still Joker, you know? I feel like it's still in the yeah. same element. But I agree with what you're saying. It's not nightmares. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I hope that's, that's such bland storytelling. Like, oh, you're having nightmares and they're telling you the future. You know what I mean? Well, I uh, think what I think the tropey thing that will come out of that is not necessarily, oh, they're all coming to fruition. It's more so, oh, I've had these nightmares and they've never ended well. And then and this goes into the topic of uh, what we will get into in the coming months. Mm-hmm. But it also addresses something that I believe read or I can't remember who brought it up. But the fact that, like, Batman is using energy drinks. He is, quote-unquote, slowing down. And I think Chip has already talked about the idea of, like, having to keep up with with Gotham. Yeah. So, like, he is... Are they playing off of, like, a Batman getting old? Is, Is he going to get rid of the mantle? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that would be really weird right now. The the reason why I say that's really weird too is because is this the story to start saying like he's old now? Like, you know what I mean? Like it hasn't been played out in anything else. And and here's the thing too. 
if we are going, because Chip said this on a podcast, he's like, they're taking into consideration everything King has done and all that jazz. Burp, sorry. Um, they're taking into consideration everything like that. And King has already shown us a older Batman. And we know Batman goes for a while, right? Like he's yeah. old and gray and still working out and doing everything. So, um, and if you want to go with, you know, a la Batman Beyond, he definitely goes for a while. So I just don't see this being that time. I mean, it could be the story they want to tell, um, which would be slightly different, but I also don't think it's not been done before. We just saw Tom Taylor do a story like this. You know what I mean? Um, as we go on in this issue, we're going to talk about the topic of him being a loner. Everybody's done that a million times, but in the Tom Taylor story, he didn't have anybody, right? Like he he had to get Squire or the new Squire to help him out in that whole story. So, yeah, I don't know. But let's continue because the next page is what got your boy all upset. So this is when I was already done with this. I told people in Discord, I was like, guys, I got to page three and I fucking hated it. I we like, read this book a month in advance, by the yeah. way, people. Yeah, and I hated it instantly. I instantly told, I text Clay. I was like, fuck Chip Zdarsky. Fuck him. I hate this Batman run already. <laughs> now, granted, it's because this had to do with Batcat. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you guys know that I I, I love Batcat. And I hate the idea that we've had 80 years of single Batman. We don't need to keep continuing doing another 80 years of single Batman. We could just have them be a couple. So Batman wakes up from his nightmare. And what he does is he needs to call somebody. So who is he going to call? The one person that he feels like he can be his true self with, that he loves, all this kind of jazz. He calls Catwoman. And she answers, uh, which is awesome. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's all like, oh, you know, they're having this little banter of going back. She was, he was, all, She's like, how's Gotham? I hear that people are trying to kill the uber rich. Uh, I'm assuming you're doing uh, some nice stuff. And in the background of Selena, because we're getting all these up-close shots, we see her turn around. She's sitting in bed in what I would assume is like lingerie type of yeah. attire. And she's in bed and she's like, somebody calls out, uh, don't tell me you're ordering takeout. And it cuts to the next panel when I just made coffee. It is a, we know it's Valmont, but like, it's because it's it's like said before. Like we know that he's been talking about Valmont and we read that article, right? Like we read yeah. the Bleeding Cool article. We talked about it on the podcast. That this is what they were referring to. For anybody that's like, where did that bleeding article coming from? It's this. This is what they were talking about. Because we assume that they get the stuff early too. And I don't know how they get away with that, to be honest. If we got embargoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm curious on how that works unless they have a different They probably kind of... have they have relationships with like a whole bunch of people with review copies. And they're yeah. just like, hey, give us some info. Yeah, it's either that or DC allows them to do that because they want to build interest. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, true. Probably. So, because like we're we're smaller scale, so they'd be like, if you say anything, we'll fucking kill you. But you know, bleeding cool. All right, we need we need some interest. So write your article. <laughs> so this is what the article's talking about. We know this is Valmont, and she also says Valmont. I'm on the phone. So just FYI, in case you guys didn't know. So. Right then and there, the way this looks, he's in his underwear and a bathrobe. She's in some lingerie. She's waking up from bed. It's like, 
why else would a guy in his underwear be in her apartment saying, I just made coffee? That is the typical, yeah, that is the typical, like, oh, yeah, you know, um, you want to have breakfast? You know what I mean? Like, how about, like, after a date, it's like, oh, you could stay and we'll have breakfast. Like, that is the, the, what do you want to say? Like, TV line for we're going to hook up, right? You know what I mean? The PG TV line. And so at this point, Batman just says, uh, I got to go. Like, he's like, it's okay. I got to go. And it after that, you get an, honor, an inner monologue of Bruce saying, it's clear, uh, it's clear my mind needs to let go of the past. And then he's like, there's a murderer on the loose so the future can wait. Now, that's interesting because it's like, what's the future? Is his future Catwoman? But he has to let go of the past. Is this past Catwoman? So, you know, there's kind of stuff, whatever. He's the, pre- the present has a firm hand. Now, do you think that's kind of a slight at Tom King, who is doing a past, present, and future kind of thing? Or is it like, oh, this is happening in the present when they get together in the future? Which it's not really how Tom King told his story. But I, I think this is a way of saying, hey, this is the present. My book is in the present. Yeah. And this is the most important thing right now. Mm-hmm. The, the story at hand is the most important thing. Yeah. Future Batcat doesn't count. Past yeah. Batcat doesn't count. Right now is all that matters. Yeah. So that is where I was already distaste. I already started hating this book. I was like, fuck it. You're doing exactly the one thing I didn't want you to do, Chip, is do this. Now, we have stuff to talk about. Let's review the whole book before I dive into the other perspectives that people have talked about. So these next pages, I want to say we've already talked about on this podcast. It is yes. the preview pages where, you know, there's somebody has hostages. Batman breaks in. Uh, he has the cheesy dialogue of the uh, you're a flunky. You know what I mean? Kind of stuff. Yeah. And he captures this guy. So we've already kind of covered all that um, in a previous podcast. Then we have this like I actually like the way this was drawn. The six panels of Penguin kind of talking about how he's like, you know, part of the top, you know, part of the top families, all that kind of jazz. Um, it cuts to Robin, who is Dick Grayson, not Dick Grayson, is Tim Drake here, which yeah. I was confused because at first, this is the one thing I didn't understand about this book. It says like, then, and it tells all this story and it never shows us the present. Yeah. Which is really weird. But this is the present of Tim Drake getting shot later on. So, like, I'm so confused. And then at the end, it says, and now. or so, And it's so, I, I don't understand this book on how he's trying to tell the, the you know, whatever. This is the energy drink page, by the way, where um, he's kind of talking about how he's like, I heard about Colin. You know, he was your friend. This is Dick, I mean, Drake kind of talking with Bruce at this point. And they're going to a party. Right? It actually shows energy drinks at the very first page. When Alfred is picking up the cans, if you zoom in, it has the monster logo on there. Oh, I didn't even see that on the first page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, that's the yeah, when you are mentioning monster, I saw that other page and I was like, it's not monster. I was like, it's clearly something energy. That's all it says on it. But yeah, either way, I, I see it now. Um so at this point, Bruce is like, you know what? I do need to go out more as Bruce Wayne. So he has a date. 
And nothing happens with this date. He just uses her to get in the building. And then he, she's like, oh, there's people here. And she's like, bye. And then Bruce is like, all right, what do we got to do? Now, I want to know your perspective on this. Because this quickly becomes a recon mission. Tim Drake is reconning this party. Bruce obviously is doing this as Bruce Wayne. But Tim Drake snuck in his belt and his cowl. How do you feel about a Bruce Wayne wearing the Batman belt very noticeably and then putting on the cowl? You know, I feel like it, that's kind it of weird. It bothered me a lot. Yeah. And I think this is the, like, honestly, and this is where we differed when we first read it. Mm -hmm. I had my issues with the whole Batcat thing in the very beginning of this book. Yeah. When I started reading this half, like even Bruce jokes around, oh, there's no flask in here this time. Yeah. Like that kind of bothered me a little bit because we know Bruce to not drink, but yeah. I can understand the act. The playboy of, persona. Exactly. Yeah. Of being, you know, drunk or whatever. Yes. So I can, I can understand him like probably having a flask there just to be like, oh, look, I'm drinking a little bit. Yeah. But when everything goes to shit, because at this party, things, things go to shit. They do find uh, some gas canisters and they're going to be going through the vents and stuff. And so they need to stop it. Eventually, freaking Penguin is there. Batman is like, OK, I need to, you know, get into action. And yeah. what does he do? He pulls out his vest, puts on the belt, and then puts on the cowl. And all you see is a Batman with a like with a button-up dress shirt, yeah, and slacks. And this was the dumbest thing I think I could have ever seen. Yeah, because like, there is no way in hell people are looking at that person and being like, "That's not Bruce Wayne at all." Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I understand that this is a panic situation, but I've been in some intense situations before and still notice shit. If somebody put on a Batman mask, I'm like, Batman's here. Like, I would notice that. You know what I mean? Like, and I understand this is probably a comic booky thing that we kind of need to let go of, but it was kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Like, with the way some writers kind of, you know, really try to protect Bruce's identity and stuff, Chip was like, nah. Nah, we're going to have him pull out his mask right in front of a party. Like, I could see, like, people enjoying the look of, like, pirate Batman. And so having that yeah. button-up look probably looks cool. Yeah. But this is a modern Batman. Yeah. And it just looks, like, to me, it looks too obvious. Yeah. You know? I agree. I agree. It was kind of weird. Um, We do see... uh that i always i thought this was really interesting because i've never actually really thought about this so we see bruce throw a battering at penguin and he he stabs him and penguin then turns into clayface so the interesting thing here was when he throws the battering penguin bleeds yeah but he's clayface so can K clayface bleed not that i've seen yeah i was like I, they honestly all they needed to do there was color it brown yeah. and i think it would have been fine but i was like how does he fake blood like i mean i guess I it's doable because he can change into anybody so i guess that's doable right so but i think what you probably could 
and this is of course reaching. You're like and we are oh, nitpicking at this point, by the way. Yes, Just throwing yes, that yes. Out there. If for some reason Clayface knew, hey, I might get attacked or whatever. Mm-hmm. I may need to put like blood pockets on me in case yeah. people shoot me or that stab would be me cool or whatever. To show, yeah, because that would show his smarts, and I like that. But I guess technically, if it is Clayface and he can't change all colors, he could probably just make the blood red. But I just thought it was interesting when I was reading it. I was like, wait, Clayface bleeds? But knowing that he can just change into anything, that totally makes sense. Uh, as you can, like I said, we're nitpicking totally, but it's because we have a lot to talk about and we kind of want to just go into the de- details pretty quick. So Clayface shows up, which by the way, Clayface is one of my favorite people. So I like when Clayface shows up. So shout out to Chip for bringing Clayface into this. Um yes. Then we see, uh, it gives me Damien vibes, like an older Damien or a younger Dick Grayson. I never thought this was Tim when I was reading this until I found Mm. out later. And I was like, oh. Now, as they're fighting, they're like, we got to get everybody out of here because of the gas. Drake is running to open the windows and he gets shot. So I was like, oh, okay. A Robin hurt immediately. Interesting. This makes Batman go like, Robin! And he goes to try to save him. There's a big boom that blows up the window so the gas won't hurt anybody. And he goes to pick up Robin and takes him straight to the Batmobile. And they're racing to, uh, like, Bruce is like, I need to get you to a hospital. And he's like, no hospitals, you'll lose everything. Um, You don't have shit right now. Yeah. So, you know, there's not really much for him to lose, Tim, besides his secret identity. And I'm assuming that's what Tim is kind of referring to. We get a montage of Jason Todd dying. So there's mm-hmm. that. And he's like, I'm not going to let it happen again. I'm not going to, this isn't going to happen again. I don't remember if there, I had an issue with this. Um, oh, I think we talked about this off podcast, but Zadarsky keeps referring to the family as soldiers. And yes. I don't like that. It's because. You, when you start saying the soldiers thing, you give this weird personality to Batman that he doesn't see them as family at all. You and get I don't all like star that. Batman, and we yes. don't need all star Batman. Yeah, nobody needs all star Batman, <laughs> which maybe that's why they gave him George Jimenez. They're like, oh, this is going to be, we need to have a Jim Lee type artist on this book if we're going to get an all star <laughs> Batman. Um, because he's got the flunky t- dialogue and everything. So, who knows? So Batman switches out all of the Robin costume off of Drake, puts him in different clothes, and takes him to the emergency room. Gets him in there, um, and then he goes to see Penguin. This is my second biggest issue with this book. Bruce goes to talk to Penguin in the hospital, which I'm assuming he was always in the hospital because he was sick, he was poisoned or something like that, right? Or he's dying. And that's why he wasn't at the party. And he was like, I'm going to kill you, Batman, whatever, whatever. They're having this conversation. Penguin takes cyanide and kills himself. And Bruce is like, no, it could be cyanide. I can't let him die. And he's like hitting his chest and trying to like make him throw up or whatever. And a nurse sees him and she's like, oh, my God. And then he just runs away instead of being like he just took cyanide. We should probably pump his stomach, nurse. Uh, But he just runs away. So, yeah, like, I don't understand this whole idea because I am kind of tired and over this whole, like, 
Gotham cannot trust Batman. Yeah. Batman has saved Gotham way too many times for him. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any Joshua sense. Williamson literally had the city praising Gotham five issues ago. Yes. Yeah. And now they hate him. They can't trust him. When he literally saved the whole fucking city, you think people would be like, nah. It's weird that Batman doesn't get leeway when we have influencers out here doing heinous shit and everybody's like, nah, they're good. They're fine. There's two sides to a story, due process. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, bruh, like Batman needs the Johnny Depp treatment, you know? <laughs> He needs everybody. He needs to be put on trial and they need to make all these villains look stupid. So everybody's like, Hey man, see, I'm good. You know? Um, so yeah, Batman runs away and penguin essentially dies because there is a backstory that kind of confirms that unless this is going to be one of those, I faked my death, Batman, which has been told a million times too. I mean, the shit literally just happened to Joker. Yeah, with, like with Joker War and everything, so yeah. I could see them easily bringing Penguin back. Yeah, so that that happens. So Bruce goes, he runs away, starts talking to Barbara. She's like, "Hey, uh, I wanted to check in, you know, since you know Batman is a murderer. How are you doing?" And Bruce is like sulking at this point, and he's like, "Something is wrong. An itch in my brain. A mystery just out of reach." And uh, so, I don't know. He's trying to think of something that's trying to be mysterious, right? Then we go to the Batcave now, which is, again, really confusing because Clay had told me, he was like, dude, everything you just read was in the past. The first time we read this, you yeah. were like, it's in the past. So I was like, you're trying to tell me that Valmont is in the past, Clay? I was like, there's no way. Because the way this book makes you think is that all of that was in the past because the very final two pages, it says the Batcave now, something drops from the top of the Batcave, and it is a robot that is like failsafe online. So this is apparently going to be the doomsday that Chip is talking about. Yeah. And, um, you know, we don't know much about this. We'll find out in the future issues. Uh, the I hate the title of the next issue, The, the Good Soldiers. Like, I don't know what's where that's coming from, but so if we were to think that everything we just read besides those last two pages was in the past, that doesn't make any fucking sense because Catwoman well, right now is not in the past. So this is the problem that I have, though, because mm -hmm. I literally just looked at it at the very beginning of the book. You see Alfred cleaning the Batcave. Yeah. And it says another time. Yeah. And you see the beep, 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 and something is flashing, and uh -huh. he goes to the wall. That is presumably failsafe, because at the very end of this book, mm. we see the beep, 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 and then the robot crashes in. Yeah. So those two should be at the same time, or at least near the same time. Yeah. Unless you're telling me that Af Alfred saw something beeping and was just like, nah, that's not important. I'll just walk away. Yeah. And so I, what should have happened is when he woke up from the dream, there should have just been a now. 
Like, or you know, no, no, this is exactly what it should have been. It should have been the Batcave then. And yes. then when Bruce wakes up, it should have been now. And then, or it should have been present day. I would use the words present day. He wakes up and then you have Batman or the Batcave now and it drops. Yes. That's how I would have titled it. Because, yeah, that was hella confusing. Now, a lot of people are probably going to say, well, Alfred's there. So, of course, you would know that's in the past. I mean, it says another time. But I don't know about the other rest of the story. Like, you know what I mean? I, the, the rest of the story in between doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm just like, well, is that in the past? More present? so because, as of right now, the Batcave, like the Batcave that we all know and love, yeah, Bruce is not using. Yeah. He's using these mini caves or whatever around the city. Yeah. So I guess I it it's very frustrating because I, I have this problem a lot with with more writers nowadays. Mm-hmm. You have to give us context. We yes. have been following these books. We know that Bruce doesn't use this bat cave. So, yes, it should be, quote unquote, common knowledge. Yeah. But this is a brand new run. Every single writer, for the most part, when they jump onto a run of any character, not just Batman, treat it as though, hey, this is a fresh start for the character, meaning that new readers can jump in and read this with no issues whatsoever. And you're not giving us that kind of context. As far as the continuation of the story, rather than just it being fresh and new. Yeah, for sure. I just spilled a drink on myself. So <laughs> if you guys heard any wiping down, I like legit just spilled a drink all over myself. Uh, but anyways, going back to this. So there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about here. I want to talk about the Bad Cat stuff because um, that was obviously what automatically annoyed me about this book. Um, I kind of talked about some other stuff, but there's some interesting perspectives here. So I was having a conversation with some people online uh, that are huge Bad Cat lovers. Uh, these pages actually got, I guess they were preview pages. So this was able to be talked about online. So I was kind of talking to other people that have posted this and they were like, oh my God, look what's happening with Bad Cat, blah, blah. There are some people that lost their mind, kind of like I did. There was other people that were like, well, maybe we should wait and see. I love, I love the optimistic people. How you guys can have so much optimism in the world. I appreciate it. And hopefully they're right. Um, I would love, to, I, I've always said this, I would love to be wrong. I absolutely have no problem being like, I was fucking wrong. They did it great. This actually turned out to be an amazing story. Have no problem admitting that. But at the moment, it doesn't look good when I read this stuff. But so in these conversations, there was two interesting things that happened that I was, gave me a little bit of hope and just gave me a different perspective on how other people read comic books. So the first perspective is somebody was saying, and this is in regards to a Chip Zdarsky podcast that he had with Zack Snyder. Um, Chip even mentioned, he was like, oh, this question comes from somebody that followed my Substack specifically for Batcat stuff. So if somebody follows you because they're like, hey, I, I'm only following you because I want to know what's going to happen with Batcat, that should show you that people care about Batcat. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people like that out there. This person asked, like, what is your future for Selena or whatever? Chip Zdarsky went on to say, I'm with Catwoman. I'm following the lead of Teeny Howard, who is currently writing Catwoman. 
She's doing something with them that I think is really cool. And she's going to follow my lead on everything that Batman does. So they're kind of sharing notes, which is what you want to hear from writers, right? Like you want to hear that they're collabing on something. Now, apparently, Teeny Howard, Zadarsky said Teeny Howard had this interesting concept of she wants to have the POV from different perspectives of Batman and Catwoman. So essentially, we're going to hear stuff in Batman's book that may be different in Catwoman's book because we're going to get different POVs, which I think could be interesting. And comics has done that before, and maybe it'll be good. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know what to expect. But after the, the person that said this theory or this idea of how they read the comic book, they had that in mind. So what they said is when they read this issue, when Bruce is talking, he is imagining what is happening in this conversation. So he's imagining that Selena is in her underwear, waking up from bed, and then he hears another voice of another man and is all imagined. You know what I mean? What are you what is your take on that? Because I was shocked. I was like, wow, I didn't, I've never read a book like that. Because usually you're it's it's right there for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're seeing the POVs of both people. Cause here's the usual way mm-hmm. that comic book creators would portray that kind of thing different art yes yes fantasizing something would be in a completely different style even if it was still or Jimenez, or color tones and that's yes. what i mean even if it was still Jimenez drawing that sequence he would do something different from the reality of things in order to show hey this is not real Or, hey, this is just a fantasy. Now, the exception to that is when a character, and we've seen this before, like when a character is imagining them like slapping the shit out of somebody or killing somebody. And then the way you get away with that is you have narration boxes still talking because it's usually like you're imagining something and somebody else is talking to you and then they realize that you're kind of zoning out. So they repeat something over and over again, whether it be your name or whatever. Yeah. And the person like gets out of it. Right. That is done in comic books as well. This, this felt intentional or this looked intentional. Yeah. I don't think it was a fantasy at all. Now I'm sure Bruce has imagined less clothes on Selena. Oh, sure. But, (laughs) I mean, he's seen it, so you don't need to imagine. (laughs) But the idea of, unfortunately, the idea of him imagining this, I think, is just Bat-Cat fans trying to be like, no, this this can't be happening. Like, it has to be a part of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. A lot of headcanon happening here. And that's what I told this person. I was like... I think you're headcanoning that because this has never happened before. Because if this is going to be how you imagine this, then you need to apply that to every other phone call conversation that has happened in comics before. And are we really going to do that? I don't think that's how it works. So I was kind of saying I think that's a little bit of headcanon, but I thought it was interesting. Now, I will say, if this was intentionally planned, 
to have Bruce imagining this, Zadarsky needs to explain that. And let's just say, I don't know, maybe there's a conversation, a, a few like arcs or something from now, if Bruce is like, who was that in your apartment? You know what I mean? Like, what was that about? And yeah. she's like, oh, that's so-and-so. This had just happened. And like, you know, it is what it is. And he was like, oh, I thought y'all were sleeping together. And she's like, how? Don't you trust me? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could be something like that. She was like, no, that didn't happen at all. Then I could believe it. But you would have to tell me that he imagined it. Like, Bruce would have to be like, oh, I imagine that you guys, you know, hooked up or something. And he, she's yeah. like, no, like, what? Why would you think that? So I think that's would need to be explained. If not, it's just headcanon. But something I do want to point out that this same person let me know. No, 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 no. This was actually somebody different. This was somebody on Reddit. Because somebody was like, when they saw these photos, they're like, I don't think Selena would do that because of what happened in Catwoman. And I was like, he was, she was like, she said that she, she wouldn't cheat on Bruce. And I'm like, where? Where did that get said? It got said in those two issues we've been skimming, Clay. And I was just all like, huh? So in the Harley Quinn episode, which we were like, uh, we don't care. We just skimmed the fuck out of yeah. this. We don't care. There was an actual scene. I think, did I post this to you? Did I send this to you? Or, you know, I, I think, think I you saved did. It. Okay. Uh, let me see. I think I saved it in my camera roll. Where is it? Okay. There is a scene in, I think this is Catwoman 43, where Selena is hugging Harley Quinn. And now for any of you that don't know Selena's history, Selena's bisexual. There was a point, I think it was in New 52, where she became a crime boss and had like a girlfriend for a little bit, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. But they don't, they've never played with her bisexuality again after this. This is another one of the reasons why I get so annoyed when a character becomes bisexual. And I'm like, you better do something with this because a lot of people have done this in the past just to get a cheap pop. Again, it's yeah. not me hating on the idea. It's just like, don't like go full force with it. Like, uh, to be fair to Tom Taylor, he has been doing, which I appreciate. So there's that. But anyways, this Catwoman, uh, these three panels read, this feels good. It's been a while since I've slept next to anyone. And it need okay, and she needs the comfort, the comfort as much as I do. Uh, and Harley is soft. She smells like cotton candy and, and girl sweat. But both hearts, okay, but both our hearts are elsewhere. And the uh, and that's the kind of bad that even we don't want to be. So saying that, like, they're bad people. Like, they've been villains. You know, they've probably both killed people, depending on what you read. But Selena is saying in this, my interpretation is that they don't, they, they're not going to be that bad. They're not going to cheat on the people they love, because yeah. that's just real bad in their opinions. So we know Harley's heart goes to Ivy and Catwoman's heart presumably is to Batman. So Teeny Howard has kind of put that out there. And I'm just like, okay, uh, maybe she is like just playing with the line of like introducing this person we're supposed to hate, right? Like this villain that maybe will take her away from Batman. Maybe that's what she's trying to write. I don't think it's been done the best way, but so maybe that's what she's going for. So, uh, oh shoot, I, f I forgot the actual character name. I was gonna Bama? say, uh, no, 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 who, who is uh, Ross? Oh, who is Ross and who is Rachel? In oh, the, god, in these scenarios, oh man, who's gonna well, be, who's gonna be screaming, on... who's gonna be screaming, we are on a break? It depends who sleeps with somebody, <laughs> that whoever sleeps with somebody first is Ross, so automatically. <laughs> 
Um, but if I had to go off of what's just been done, Selena's playing the Ross role right now because she keeps saying we're on a break. Yeah. So, and I would think Bruce would be Rachel. So <laughs> that's what I would go on because he wouldn't forget. You know, he doesn't forget shit. Um. So yeah, I thought that was some interesting perspectives from other viewers out there of this book. Uh, I still don't really like it because I feel like you can just tell other like we don't need to play this will they won't they game you know what i mean like it's there we literally just had a wedding issue and we could just go off of that but i don't know i think they think this is good storytelling or whatever um but yeah i don't know and i also think if you just say they are a couple you can just focus on both of their stories and not have to worry about anything else you know what i mean it's like oh they're couples blah 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 um so it doesn't matter when somebody else comes into the into the fray it's not like oh yeah they're gonna hook up or they're gonna be a love interest and be like no they're just a side character and you could actually tell that side character story without being like oh yeah they're gonna fall in love with the main character because that's always a shitty thing to do like oh they're only here to be a love interest it's like no yeah. bring in somebody else to be an actual character um so yeah there's that for that but can we talk about the shit zadarsky did in this first issue for possibly breaking up, hinting at a possible breakup for a couple, right? Like he makes it seem that way. We don't know if that's going to happen. Shoots a Robin, um, kills a fucking top five Batman villain, maybe, and introduces what he is calling a doomsday character in the first issue. I'm like, kind of scared. And the that's reason, insane. It is insane. Now, again, it is, of course, the he he has he has blown his fucking load yeah. all on the first issue mm-hmm. because what was what was the uh, the big thing with Tynan when he first started? Uh, I'm gonna gadgets. make a gadget yes. for every new yeah. issue we have, and yeah. that got old quick. It's because he focused on it so much. He focused on it way too much. But then when we realized it was gone we realized, oh, he's done with that. Like, yeah. he probably got too fucking tired of having to do mm-hmm. it. And that's kind of, honestly, if you listen back to our reviews, that's kind of when we started saying, this book is shit. Yeah. Because he blew his load, and he didn't know what else to fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it got. And that was, like, what? First five issues? I I instantly gave up on it when the the designer reveal because i remember that when he wrote that designer issue with joker because remember joker kills the designer right and that was pretty yeah. early on but it was we were the, like it was the uh like the origins of yeah the villains meeting the designer yes and i still thought that was really cool because it added this new element to the joker that i was like oh he's the badass like he's not gonna follow anybody's rule i thought that was cool but and then the designer was still around so we were like, oh, he came back somehow. He designed a way to fake his death. Like, that's what we were thinking. And then it just bum, turned bum, out to be Joker. He designed a failsafe. Yeah. Boom. Designer is failsafe. Yeah. Uh, so, like, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, that's where it started fucking going downhill, right? Because yeah. he was like, oh, this whole thing was just to make a Joker story. Like, that's kind of lame, you know? But the, the thing that I'm afraid of, and don't get me wrong, the... The whole thing with Daredevil, mm-hmm. the first volume I gave you to read when we were working together. Yeah. 
from there until just recently, that story is still continuing and it's still just as hype. Nice. Like he has been able to do a very good daredevil story for almost three and a half years. Yeah. With this, I want that to happen with Batman, mm-hmm. but literally putting in a new character, killing a very popular villain, yeah. almost killing a hero and destroy like possibly quote unquote. And I'm exaggerating, possibly destroying a relationship. Yeah. That is a lot to do in one issue. Now, I guess that's your way of like, hey, this is how we're starting. So that way, as we continue on, we can always jump on any one of those plot lines. But do you know who also did that? And we feel like is kind of not being able to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Tom Taylor and Nightwing. Yeah. He introduced the sister. He introduced uh, the the heartless guy and all of these new concepts for Nightwing. And it's gone all over the place. Now, granted, there was a lot of shit going on with the Batman title that with Fear State and that really pushed Nightwing aside. But still, we praise Taylor on a lot of things besides his endings. They're kind of eh. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm going to be really upset if we can really get behind this. And then all of a sudden, all of these storylines just get pushed to the wayside. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, this is what I feared when we found out that he was writing it monthly. Because I feel like when people write things monthly, they're like, every issue has to be jam-packed with something to talk about. So I'm just going to do a bunch of shit. And I hope that this is not what Batman's going to be. Obviously, we can't talk about the next issue. But we'll have opinions on that. No, just, it, like, and I guess this is how things were back in the day. Mm-hmm. But just to know, in five issues, it's going to be five months from now. Yeah. When compared to how we were reading Batman, five issues was just next month. Yeah. Like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see, man. Uh, I will say, uh, for anybody that's like, oh, are you sure Penguin's dead? The reason why we're saying that is there's a back... Uh, story. Uh, what do they call it? A fucking a backup. Yeah, yeah it's backup. a backup story. Uh, there's a backup story that brings in some of Tynan's characters to be a part of this Catwoman story, and I don't know why Zadarsky thinks this is a good thing to bring up. He killed Penguin to have a story about Selena hunting down Penguin's kids. Because they're gonna take over his assets. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Um, the fact that like it started off with this big like people were trying to forcefully take over the iceberg lounge. Yeah. And then we saw that one guy that is basically the broker. That's his yeah. name, the broker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the broker actually had like security, but his security was actually just like this robot that is in control of the penguins will and all of this different stuff. And like, there's like honor amongst thieves with these guys at first. And they're like, Oh, well, if it's not in the will for me to take over, just know that whoever is in the will, I'm going to find them. I'm going to kill them. And then I'm going to take over. And that's when they ask for Catwoman's help saying, Hey, I need you to hunt down his children. And, 
I'm I'm very confused by this. Catwoman has never been a bounty hunter. Yeah, I mean, maybe at some point. Um, but I think it's just because she's so good at like tracking stuff down, is that they're trying to use that. Um, because the robot says he's having issues finding them. And yeah. Catwoman finds them so well, which is kind of weird. Now, I believe, I don't know, hold on. I don't want to, I don't want to start mixing issues, but they, they go into detail about how they find these people um, in the, in the next issue. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he writes Catwoman well. So like just reading that story, I was just like, I don't like his Catwoman voice. Um, I think even Teeny Howard did a little bit better. And I don't know if this was his way of writing Catwoman because he was like, oh, well, I have to follow Teeny Howard's read, like her, you know, what she's doing. So I'm just going to invent my own story to write Catwoman, you know? Um, It's not good, though. It's not good. I don't think you, you know, killing a character is not the best way for you to start a story, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill this popular character so you care about this other story. I'm like, no. You got to make me care about that killer character, then kill them, you know, a la the boy. Like, yeah, you know, we had that for 10 issues. I got to care about the boy for 10 issues. And then you fucking did that. And I was just like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And the way they sprinkled in characters in that story was really well. But when you blow your load on the first issue, just pretty, pretty insane. Um, I'm trying to think if anything else was said about like the future of batman um i know in that podcast it does seem like there's gonna be some crossover uh of batman and catwoman in the sense that it's not he said there's gonna be a little bit in the second arc but maybe not until the third arc will you see catwoman like fully in the batman book and not until late next year probably yeah because i've heard we've heard mixed things Somebody said failsafe is only three issues, the arc, which that would be terrible. Jesus. But I think it was somebody in the Discord um, who I was talking to on Twitter, though, said it was six issues. So failsafe would be a half a year story. Yeah. Um, if you If it was only three, the comparison of it being a Doomsday character is the stupidest comparison ever if this was only going to be a three issue arc because fail safe to live up to the doom, you essentially would need to kill Batman, <laughs> but like you need to be, I just, why would you say that? I just don't understand it. You're not going to beat fucking clown face. I always forget his fucking well, name. The, the clown who laughs or Batman who laughs. Oh, Batman one. who laughs. You're never like, going to beat the, that. The one thing he even said, he's like, shout out to Bane, who was the first doomsday for Batman. I'm like stupid. So, so you're saying it's been done before? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let me just retell all of these stories that have been told before. Um, do you think writers just crumble under the pressure of Batman because they're like, it's 80 years, I can't tell a story that hasn't been told. You know. See, and that kind of jumps into a question that we have later, and we'll get more detail. But mm-hmm. like, it's been 80 years. Yeah. And there has been new stories. Yeah. 
So you can't tell me that there hasn't been new stories. Like yeah. you can't tell me that you can't think of any. If you can't think of any new stories, then you don't need to be writing Batman. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but I don't know, man. I I really wish you know you don't want to know the issue too. I think that happens with a lot of this stuff is I think we really need to just put some characters to side books only. Like you know what I mean? Because I feel like there's so much crossover at times that people are like, well, technically this happened in this book and this happened in this book. So there's no way this can actually technically happen in this book. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes we need to be like, no, this is just, we're just going to write a Nightwing story. We're just going to write a Batgirl story and we're not going to have it go on for, you know, fucking 50 issues. Like it just doesn't need to do that. Um, I mean, if you sell a hardcover for 30 something bucks, you know, or, fucking bump it up to 40 if you want to and it has six stories in it that's the equivalent to buying the the trades you know or not the trades yeah. the single the single issues i think they should do something like that and i would assume it's probably cheaper too um because i think at that point you probably hire the artist for like hey you're gonna do a six issue arc like we're gonna pay you this the writer's gonna write it all bada bing bada boom that's what you do and that's it and the cool thing is you could probably keep the artists all the same i mean unless you're getting fucking clay man who needs two years to do six issues <laughs> but um yeah i don't know so i definitely do think something needs to change there but i i have a problem with thinking that people that have been jumping on batman recently don't read the recent shit i think they just kind of go off of the stories they know and they're like i already know how i want to write batman you know like i know how i want to write batman but I'm still reading Batman. You know yeah. what I mean? Because the cool thing I think of is um, if, if Zdarsky does something really cool and I'm like, oh, that would be cool to reference. Like, that's how I read Batman. Like, as a for, who, somebody who wants to write Batman is I would love to reference old shit. That's why I even read shitty Batman. Like, But see, the problem with that, I think, is, and this is not, like, taking, like anything from what you want to do when you or if you ever get the chance to write batman is i feel like people like chip and king and taylor and snyder they're like oh yeah i want to i want to reference the books that i was reading and they're reading stuff from the 60s 70s and 80s yeah and it's nothing modern that's true that's true um and that makes sense because i mean it could be years before i get to do that you know it could be decades who knows yeah um, and I would still probably be referencing King's run or Snyder's run or something like that. So maybe it is going to, maybe it's the same. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I do think that I would still try to keep up with the modern times if possible, unless it was just God awful. Like if I was getting on after Tynan's run, red conning so much of that shit, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Um, because yeah, I mean, some of that stuff could have been, I think done better. I would still use Tynan's characters. Oh, by the way, some random comic news. Punchline's getting another series. Yeah, I saw that. So um, she's getting another series because Joker ended this week. Yep. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't think there was a back issue anymore. So it just ended. Which I that was supposed to be a Jim Gordon. I mean, that was a Jim Gordon book. Wasn't Joker book at all. Yeah. Um, but kind of weird. Also, I think he has his eye back. Which I thought that got shot out. Unless Joker I just saw the art back? wrong, I think it, we're not gonna want a, an eyeless Joker, like so. He needs well, to go he, dive he, in a. He yeah, had like a replacement. It was just a different color. Oh yeah, I don't care about that. Just give him his stuff back. I mean, you could have, 
you had an issue to, or two there where you should have gave him a glass eye and made him be like the Pirates of the Caribbean guy and had his eye pop out for some jokes, you know? <laughs> you could have done that. I think you could have got away with it with the Joker. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of the double-colored... I feel like that happened in Sean Murphy's run. Holy shit. What? I'm scrolling the end of Joker right now. Uh-huh. James Jr., mm-hmm. James Gordon Jr., is a talon yeah the talons had showed up at some point i didn't know that that was he was he, a talon though they killed him and he's a zombie talon oh of course he is yeah see that is i feel like the talons people need to stop writing them because <laughs> like they're bad like wow i don't think there's been a good court of owl story since snyder wrote them no nah. like the nightwing stuff was cool because it was tied to him but yes, I don't think there's been anything else that like, so the court of house for anybody that doesn't know that it branched out to have like other people in it. If you read the court of house, there is a book you can buy. That is all the court of house stories. Cause I think Catwoman fights one. Um, Damien fights one. I think a bunch of the family fights a, a, a talent and those stories are pretty cool, but I don't think anything outside of that is the greatest. Like I still can't believe was it Tomasi that had his brother come back or wanted to make him his brother come back or, you know, that wannabe Bruce Wayne brother? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That story was Lincoln. awful. Yeah, yeah, it was so bad. So, uh, yeah, I remember all of that kind of. there. I don't know. Some characters should not be allowed to be touched by certain writers unless you've proven yourself. Like, I'm just very curious on how that process goes. I would love to talk to an editor from DC and be like, how how do how are these stories pitched is it just like okay check this out batman joker uh fucking space comes into it big thing happens ending batman wins like is that all they say and they're like do it you know what i mean like or is it like (laughs) it's like that gift here's the money go (laughs) yeah is it plot points like it's like no okay so what's gonna happen is batman and joker are gonna start in this first issue it's gonna be this big mystery that leads up to so-and-so happening which is a big reveal midway through the story then we're gonna do all these arcs in between which leads to this you know what i mean like the way kings was planned out like did because i think he showed up to dc and was like i got a hundred story issue which was nuts i felt like i remember him saying that and they were like because when he was all i think he said dc was like you're going to have Batman be like sad for 25 issues. And he was like, yeah. (laughs) And they were like, "Uh, all right. And that was after the wedding, you know, like when he was kind of questioning God and all that kind of shit. But like, I I think I could honestly see ship pitching 125 and, you know, beyond as like, okay, so I'm going to introduce Batman's version of doomsday. Yeah. I'm going to kill penguin mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna have some sexy time romance with catwoman and batman because yeah. i think he's gonna do it because the man wrote the comic sex criminals if anybody mm-hmm. doesn't know what that book is go read it yeah. these two individuals every single time they have sex they can stop time and then they go rob banks nice yeah great power um i think i actually own i didn't know that was zadarsky i think i actually own some of those issues 
Yeah. Because, like, I would go into the comic shop sometimes because those used to be covered. And I was like, yeah. let me test it out. <laughs> but I don't think I ever opened them. So I didn't know it was Zdarsky. Yeah. So I want to say I also probably bought one or two, like, at half price books or some shit, like, nice. randomly. So, um, yeah, there's that. So I don't know, man. One issue in, obviously, we can't talk about 126, but. I just feel like he did a lot, man. There was a lot in that issue, and it worries me for the future. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, man. Like, I know Zdarsky has this quirky personality online because, like, he's been doing some random videos. Because you know how Humanity is like, oh, he talks in Spanish, and he's telling everybody, like, go oh, check out the book, go do this. And then Zdarsky's been, like, feeding those. He's like, yeah, I'm not as handsome as that guy, and uh, he's so much better at this than me. And he's, like, playing this awkward type of character guy that's chip like yeah. that's how he's always been yeah and i i enjoy him as an individual as yeah. you know a yeah. creator he he seems like a very fun guy it's just i don't want his success of other books to make him feel like he can do whatever he want with whatever yeah. character not you everybody know? can i love tom taylor but i hated him on his batman run or, you know, the the night, whatever the hell he tried to pull off there. And that could have just been a bad story. Like, you know, maybe he would have had something different. He was like, oh, I'm going to be writing this for, like, years. Then I have a different story, you know? Yeah. And But I, my thing always comes down to creative writing. Like, if you have elements, if they're like, you can't use this, you can't do this, you can't do this. I'm like, all right, I can't use any of the Bat family. What kind of Batman story am I going to tell? All right, let me tell a story that happened in his first few years because he didn't have the family then. That's exactly where my brain would go. But I feel like yeah. some people are like, I'm going to take away all his money and the family's not going to be around him anymore. And he's going to be a loner again. And I'm like, what? What? You could have just like, I don't like this idea that we have to continue. We have to continue future Batman all the time. Well, there was an article and shout out to our uh, our connection with DC Clark. He mm-hmm. he put this article out there. Um, but it was, again, Zdarsky talking about the money. Mm-hmm. you know is it important for batman to have the money and i didn't respond to clark because i feel like i would have gotten attacked by other people yeah. but clark i would more than willing have this conversation with you um but i'm gonna put it out here yes you can say batman does not need the money to be to be batman yes but at the same time what has him not have money done for the book and or the character yeah nothing <laughs> literally like nothing. It, i feel like if you're gonna put an obstacle it should be an obstacle yeah not an invisible line yeah I, I agree um and it's funny too because like it's that question of like money doesn't make you happy no but it makes life easier and it yeah. would make life easier for batman you know what i mean so like it just makes sense and the thing is, yeah, I don't like I don't like the idea that freaking um oh my god, I'm forgetting his name right now. Batman Beyond. Um Terry. The, Terry. Uh he has suffered more without having Batman stuff than this current Batman. Yes. You know? And he's like going through the struggle right now. He's like, I got one more batarang. I need to make it count. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this Batman does not seem like he's been suffering at all. He was still living in like a really nice townhouse. You know what I mean? Like anybody we know would kill for that fucking house. Because yeah, no it looked shit. great. It looked great. 
And um, he had a, obviously enough for a basement or whatever. Granted, I think he was probably living with somebody, but still, it was still a nice place. Um, so, yeah. And again, the story makes no sense because why are the foxes being such bitches and not giving the money back? Like, you know? Um, that's not even to like, that's fucking, that story is kind of lame right now, too. We stopped yeah. reading it. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting to see where the future of Batman goes. But we got more Batman to talk about because there's a lot of stories involving Batman this week. But let's go ahead and go on to viewer questions because I think we got a few. I have not checked YouTube. and I uh, have YouTube up. Okay. Uh, I have a question from Raphael and Ivan. Ivan Jr., he says, what universe would be cool to see Batman interact with? Like Batman versus Freddy and Jason would be dope, or Batman in like a Power Rangers universe. What do you guys think? Well, didn't that happen? Yes, the okay. Justice League teamed up with the Power Rangers. Uh, go check it out. Is by Tom Taylor. Um, they left it on a cliffhanger. Don't know if they will ever bring that up again. Uh, but I would really, really enjoy it if they did. Uh, but as far as what other universe or franchise Batman could interact with. Um, we've seen him do a lot with uh, TMNT. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed most of those. Those are all uh, tie-in, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is tie-in. I think... Oh, shit. Let's see here. What have I been reading and or enjoying lately? I already have my answer, and it's something we've talked about on the podcast before. Okay, you go ahead and, and go. So I believe this was Clay that said it. But since I saw it, I was like, I would love to write that story. I want to see Batman going after Dexter. I really yeah. like that idea. Yeah. I want to see him go after somebody like a Dexter from a, a, a show. And I think that mm. would be really cool. Like a nice six issue series of him trying to chase down Dexter. And maybe, you know, it's because it's that ultimate question. We know Dexter kills for the good but batman would never accept that and yeah. so is he just better than batman to get away or does batman be like let him go somehow you know like yeah. it's a it's an interesting concept and what they would get there so i would say that if i had to pick because like i don't know there's certain things like i loved when he crossed over with shadow i thought that yeah. was kind of cool um oh you know what i'll say this batman and dick tracy <laughs> i think that would be cool because it's dark versus super bright you know what I mean? Yeah. I would love to see like a Netflix when Netflix was really good, a Netflix style Dick Tracy show. I think that'd be cool. I think I could see it. I could yeah. see that happening. Modern day Dick Dick Tracy. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, bright ass yellow jacket. That'd be awesome. You know what I would want to see, and don't know how it would fucking work, but Batman 007. Oh, okay. And it would be more along the lines of, of course, they have to work together. And then, is like, it Batman or is it Bruce Wayne? I think it would be a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. And, like, somehow 007 finds out his identity or whatever. I think. Well, it could be 007 needing to protect Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That would be interesting. But, like, Whenever Batman comes along and they both use gadgets because 007 uses gadgets, there could mm-hmm. be like snarky conversation of like whose gadget is better. Yeah. Like whose department is better, you know, yeah. as far as uh, who's creating the gadget and stuff. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would say 007. 
I saw somebody do artwork for this, and I always I was like, man, if I ever get power, I would definitely write that story. Batman and Doctor Who. So uh, Stepan Sajic made mm -hmm. a joke about that. Is about he the one that did the art? Yeah. Is the it Batman did... on top of the TARDIS? Is that his? No, no, no. So okay, that... I saw somebody else do that then. So there's a joke that like uh, uh, Sajic did like this fight scene of Joker and Harley and Batman in an alleyway. Mm -hmm. And yeah. basically, Joker stabs Batman, and Batman's like, "Ah, oh, shit!" And he fucking reincarnates. He 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 goes oh. into a different version of Batman, mm -hmm. and then Joker's like, "Wait the fucking second, are you a fucking Time Lord? What the fuck yeah. is this all about?" And he has like a new costume and everything. Nice. I thought that was pretty cool because you cool. could play around with every single costume of Batman. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Or I would just write it as a Doctor Who story. Like he's like, yeah. "Wait, where are we at?" You know what I mean? Because uh, there was that superhero episode in Capaldi's run that I thought was kind of cool. I still have not seen that. You haven't seen Capaldi's run, or you haven't no, seen? I haven't seen the because it was a Christmas special. I didn't see the. I didn't yeah, see I that superhero special. Superman's in that, and Batman. I think they their yeah. posters on the wall. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty cool. Um, all right, so yeah, there's that question. What else? That was Raphael, or no? That, no, was, that Ivan. was Ivan Junior. Now we have Raphael. He says, "I know you will talk about Zdarsky's Batman. I haven't read it, but I have mutuals that have read it, in which I trust a lot. They felt quite mixed, and they liked the art and the atmosphere, but then the rest was was kind of meh." His question: Is there any skill slash knowledge the Batman has? that you don't feel is recognized or talked enough about in terms of his character. Uh, wait, read that again. I was my, my brain farted. So the idea of Batman having so much knowledge, having so yeah. much like files on everything in the world. He mm -hmm. is the greatest hard drive that the earth has basically. Yeah. Is there a skill or knowledge that Batman possesses? that you feel is not talked about enough in comics? Um, in comics, I think his improv improvisation, improvisation skills, because everybody is like, if he had prep time, if he had prep time, if he had prep time. And it's like, bro, his fucking training was the prep time. Like he can act on a dime like that. If, if he couldn't, he would die. Like, you know, I feel like people don't do talk about that enough. I think it's same. It's along the same lines, mm -hmm. but in regards of his skill and knowledge, the specifics of the skill and knowledge, mm. like okay, because you can see Batman do something and you're like, oh shit! But like, if you were to hear or like see Batman having that conversation of like, oh, I learned this years ago when talking to so-and-so yeah, yeah, yeah like we know that he has the knowledge but mm -hmm. we don't really know a whole lot of where he got it from i know that snyder and tynan kind of like work together on those backup stories mm -hmm. in his in snyder's run for those things but like we have never really i think the only one that is of quote-unquote importance that we all know of is zatara and how he helped Batman became oh, oh yeah, and Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. But like the escape artist and the swordsman. Yeah. Like, but we don't know how. Like, I think it was uh don't forget Tynan had that guy that taught Batman how to lose. 
Jesus Christ. Um, but I think it was uh oh shit, who who was it? It was shit, who was on detective and had that small Mr. Miracle story of uh, like how he like remember how he shot the bat yeah, here at the shark yeah. or whatever, and it taught him how to be an escape artist, also. Mr. Um, Miracle. Didn't he learn from the original Mr. Miracle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, learned yeah. from the yeah. uh, from the original Mr. Miracle. Yeah. But like we haven't seen more of like his hacking skills and where he got that or like mm -hmm. how he can MacGyver the shit out of something. Where did he learn that from? You know? Yeah. Like I want to see some of that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the little stories that I think can be told and those should be told in one shot stories. Yeah. Um, I think that's what Zadarsky wanted his book to be night, but he has failed uh, horribly. Uh, and yeah. people forget that he's writing other stuff. He's not just writing Batman. He's written Batman stuff before. And it's the reason why I'm not excited about his current run. Um, so, yeah, there's that. I, I would go with the improvisation for mine. All right. So what do we got in the Discord? We so have... the first question is from Bats. He says, I saw that Screen Rant was talking with Christian Bale a week ago. Oh, I saw uh, this. Or for the Thor movie. They asked him if he would be open to returning as Batman. And he said as long as Nolan was attached to it, he would be okay with it. So my question would be, if there would be a new Bale Batman movie, would you want it? And how would you want the story to be told? Like a Dark Knight Returns type, but with a different story to keep it original? No, I think the only thing you can do is you have Gordon Levitt's character fail Gotham. He dies, and they need the Dark Knight to return. You know, yeah. So that's the only story you can do. He beat older, even older than he was in Rising, which yeah. they made it seem like he was super old there. Um, and yes, that is the only logical story that you could tell in that series. Because um, you can't do a prequel unless you're going to CGI the fuck out of him. I I would say that. Levitt's character can fail but not die because mm -hmm. I think more than anything, if that was announced, people would be like, back broken. We no, they stories. they would want a team up between they would mm. want Joseph Gordon Levitt and Bale side by side in costume. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. But does he have the Robin costume or does he have the Batman costume? I think he would have a like a completely different version of a Batman costume. Yeah. And Do you think Bale makes him change it? He's like, I'm Batman. Well, you know like I, mean? I think there would be a conversation. I think there would be the headbutting of like, mm -hmm. hey, I may have failed, but I'm still Batman. And he's like, yeah. yeah, because I I made you Batman. Yeah. Like yeah. would basically be a line in that movie. Yeah. I just don't know what you would do. Who's gonna be your villain? You know? Uh, I mean, it has Rage to be realistic. Uh, yeah, Rage is dead. Joker's <laughs> dead. Uh, Scarecrow was in an institution, I guess. Fucking Bane, I'm assuming, is dead. I don't remember the end of that movie. I don't remember the end of that movie either. Um, oh, shit. Talia's um, dead. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people are dead. I don't know who you're going with. I mean... Two-Face is dead. Riddler is a character that... that franchise didn't have which is unfortunate because i think the guy that played scarecrow would have been a better riddler oh yeah yeah so 
Um, cause he's already, if you've ever seen him in Peaky Blinders, like he's got, he looks great in fucking fashion. Yeah. So he would have killed it as Riddler. Um, but he's in everything Nolan does anyway. So that, mm-hmm. you see how he didn't die, everybody. It's cause <laughs> Nolan loves him. Um, uh, his cameo in the third movie was, fu- or in the second movie was fucking weird though. Um, yeah. I was like, he was, uh, that was unnecessary. <laughs> like, I don't know why it was there, but anyways, so, um, yeah, uh, I'd be down for it. I mean, fuck it. We're getting a billion Batman anyways. Why not throw in one we've already seen? Yeah, So yeah, for sure. Yeah. What Next question got? is, uh, let's see here, would be from Arwitz. He says, how long do you think Batman or other superheroes will be popular? Will they always be, or do you think it will die off at some point? So this is kind of what I was hinting at before. Mm-hmm. There has been over 80 years of superheroes, of the modern superhero that we all know and love. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Captain America. They've they've been there for the long haul. Yeah. And there's always this conversation of like, oh, I think comics are going to die, blah, blah, blah. But they've always persevered like they've had that scare in the 80s they had that scare in the 90s they had that scare in the 2000s we're in 2022 and i feel like although the stories are lacking something i still think comics are going strong yeah but in let's talk the sense of movies though the really big thing back in the day was westerns yeah like there was a western for every single letter of the alphabet. And that eventually died off. Do you think yeah. superhero movies will eventually die off? With the way copyright works nowadays, studios are never going to let the IPs die. So there's always going to be something. You're always going to get a movie or a cartoon or something because they're not going to let the IP expire. Right. So, and, you know, with, I think it's like two or three companies in the world owning everything. It's not going to happen. So, um, and I think the moment, cause I don't know how it works with IP shit because we know that Winnie Pooh, Winnie the Pooh is about to be free. All right. Or it is free in public domain. Yeah. When does Batman become public domain? It's, it's like something X amount of years after the creator dies. Right. I think that's how it works. I could be wrong. I think. So that means, well, I wonder if they go off of, if let's just say it was Bob Kane or Bill Finger. It's one of those. But I feel like DC probably has a crazy, like, you know, like, nobody's ever going to be able to do this stuff without us having, you know. The thing is, we need that to expire so we can finally see the Ishmahawk uh, Bat Family thing. <laughs> so I just looked. Uh-huh. The copyright for Superman, Batman, Disney, Snow White, and early Looney Tunes characters will fall into public domain between 2031 and 2035. The expiration of copyrights for characters like Mickey Mouse and Batman will raise tricky new legal questions. Ooh, I only got to survive. I got to stay alive till 31 or 35. Maybe <laughs> run my own Batman. Get paid somebody to draw it. Yeah, that's it. That'll be interesting. People do that shit anyways, though. Like... People still make their own books right now. You just can't legally sell them, yeah. um, which I find interesting. I've read some of them. They're fucking awful. 
So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, I'm glad people can do stuff, but I have read some bad fan-made Batman stories. Um, which, you know what? Mine will, mine, mine may be there, mine may not. We'll see. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, so the I'm, next like, question is uh, from uh, Nevik. He says, uh, there's a new Sandman show coming to the net, uh, Netflix next month. Are you guys excited for it? Uh, have y'all read the comics? And what do you guys think of Neil Gaiman as a writer? Um, Neil Gaiman's amazing. He's fantastic. So, Juice, I have no idea if you have read this book. But it uh-huh. is Coraline? a ba- uh, No, it is a Batman book by Neil Gaiman. Uh-huh. It is Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader. Uh, probably not if I don't own it. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't so, think I own that one. I have it somewhere. I what happens totally... in that one? So That's not the one with the gun and the kid, is it? No. Okay. This book, uh, Batman is dead. Okay, of course. And it is his funeral mm-hmm. that all of the villains attend. Hmm. And they basically, uh, tell their stories and whatnot and then eventually gets to a point where like batman is crossing over and like he has a conversation with his parents oh really yeah nice um really really interesting story um of course this kind of plays in the same realm when did that happen in the 90s uh this book was made it was a detective it came out in detective Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I believe it is a uh, let's see here. I don't have was it a one action. shot, like a one shot story? I was think it, it was it was in two parts. Okay, yeah, but I don't know when the actual I think it was like Detective Comics like 670 something. Okay. And then the next one, the next issue was the ending part. Yeah. 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 See how that's uh that's an original idea there, ladies and gentlemen. People can write original ideas. You don't need okay, to Okay, so it says here it's from Batman six eighty five and Detective Comics eight fifty two. Those are the oh, two parts. Got you. Yeah, so they made you buy both series. Yeah. Got them. Um yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. I need to read that. I have not read that. Um, it is currently um on amazon for 16 dollars. oh nice yeah i already have uh like i said i asked tom king and he didn't answer me oh by the way i don't know if i suggested that i told tom king on twitter i was like yo i just read batcat um i was like with batcat coming to an end um killing time coming to an end or batcat ending killing time coming to an end and you having the riddler story is this it for batman or will you be having more titles and he was like oh after the riddler story we have uh stuff announcements soon yeah so tom king's not done writing batman i'm curious on what he's going to be doing now so that's cool if you're a fan of tom king he'll be writing more batman in the future um but no so uh i forgot what i was about to say what were we talking about new game new game yeah um I have not read a lot of his stuff, but he's pretty fantastic. He's done... Oh, he has one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes. That's why. He wrote The Doctor's Wife. 
Yes. That episode is fucking fantastic. It has two of my favorite companions in it. Uh, obviously, it has Matt Smith. And then it has a woman who would have been fantastic as his companion, but it is his wife, as in the TARDIS. And it was it's such a fucking fantastic episode. Um, and uh, yeah, that, it was great. Like he he takes and I think that's kind of a writer you would want to be is somebody that has recognition where you can just dive into one IP and you're like, I'm going to do one thing, but people are going to remember it. That's Neil Gaiman. And he's fantastic at it. Um, I don't know if I'll be watching Sandman, but that's also because even if it's amazing and everybody's like, oh, my God, everybody has to watch it. I am not I haven't even watched Stranger Things yet. And everybody's raving about that right now. So um, I luckily watched the boys on time. So nice. Yeah, I will say I have uh, read a little bit of the Sandman. I have mm-hmm. listened to all of the audiobooks, and I am going to be watching uh, the Sandman. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I think you should because a companion of Doctor Who is going to be on there playing a gender bin Constantine, Jenna Coleman. Uh, oh, nice. She's playing a gender bin Constantine. Um, which is very, very interesting. Um, How many people hated that? Oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. A majority of people just started complaining on Twitter about, and it's, it's so dumb because she is playing a genuine character in comics, which is like the grandmother or great grandmother of Constantine. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she's playing just the gender bin of Constantine. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, that makes sense. Because of genetics, they could look exactly alike. Yeah. No. Do you think there is more hate for Jenna Coleman's Constantine or the black Constantine? Ooh, probably the black Constantine. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> at least Jenna Coleman's white, right? So some people yeah. are like, I hate that she's a woman, but she's white. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so fucking sad. Um, so, yeah, there's there's that. I will check it out, hopefully, eventually. I don't know. I haven't even made a video for YouTube this week because I've been so fucking swamped. So nice. Um, but yeah, what uh, else we got? So uh Red Hood is going on a little bit of a rant on 25. He talks about how uh oh, so this also we kind of talked about this, but he wants to know our opinion on it. So he says at some point, uh Alfred is cleaning up energy drinks. I don't know if you'll talk about this. Uh just wanted to know how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Batman relying on energy drinks to keep his self on his feet? I know the person who pointed it out to me said they thought it was out of character, but what do you think? I do think it's kind of weird because I feel like Batman treats his body like a temple, you know? So he Mm. would probably have his own shit on hand that he would do. Right. I mean, I, I think that's a little better than what Matt Reeves tried to do and give him venom to up himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to do that to add a little bit of relatability to Batman. Like, oh, he does energy drinks too. But personally, like, as much as I would love to relate to Batman, like, he's fucking Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Again, it ruins the comic bookiness of, yeah, yeah I take freaking two minute naps that last me yeah. like fucking six hours yeah it's like what the hell like yeah if you're gonna just tell me you're telling me that as a 30 year old drinking red bull and monsters like 
I don't I, that doesn't make me feel good as far yeah. as like oh I'm like Batman. It's like mm-hmm. no, like that guy needs to chill the fuck out and stop drinking those energy drinks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh kind of dumb. I mean, I definitely don't want to see that kind of stuff. It's it's funny in spurts. Like I and it's not that like the like when Bat Burger happened, right? Like that's cringe. Like it yeah. but it's it was funny for what was happening in the conversation, you know? Um, and it is what it is, but having the little things like energy, it's not that big of a deal, but it does feel out of character because I feel like Batman, he has talked about how he sleeps like differently than everybody else. And he's able to do more now, granted power naps are a thing in the real world. Like there are people that sleep for 30 minutes or 15 minutes. And then I don't know how the fuck they do that. That takes me that amount of time to fall asleep. So I don't know how people do that, (laughs) but you know, there are people that do that. So, you know, it's believable. But the thing is, is the reason why I don't like the idea of the energy drinks is because everybody knows energy drinks have a crash. And the last thing Batman would be needing is a crash. So I feel like he would have some like herbal bullshit that Ivy gave him. Like, oh, you want to stay alive for or stay away for 48 hours here? There's this plant that I created that makes you fucking stay alive. You know what I mean? Which nowadays that's plausible because they're kind of friends, you know, Yeah. Uh, through Harley, you know? um but or again and, talking about the knowledge that he has and skills yeah. be it something that he learned in his studies yeah yeah i mean i think that's the way you progress some of these characters right like i wish you know if batman is starting to team with like harley and ivy have conversations with them like harley you worked in this give me criminal mastermind knowledge like how did y'all go about this and she'd be like ah be man you know and kind of talk about like this is what the Joker would do or what he wouldn't do, blah 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 blah. And like, oh yeah, I know so and so has like hidden compartments everywhere. We used to party in them or whatever, you know. Um, and then like speak with Ivy, be like Ivy, like you know, my body doesn't feel the same. Like, what can you do? You know all about re, you know, reincarnation, rebirthing, all this kind of shit. Like, is there anything I can do to feel better? And then she could go into talking about plants and like how they grow and all this bullshit. She yeah. and you can make her be like. I will tell you this knowledge, but I want the the Wayne Foundation to buy a hundred acres of this land, and then and keep it that way. He's like done. You know what I mean? I think yeah. you do shit like that. He doesn't have money right now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> when he had money, you could write that story. So, um, yeah, I I would agree. It's a little out of character. It feels like so. Yeah, you know, I'll go with that. But the um, last question is from Charlie: Who can kill Batman? This was one of those questions. The Ponderer didn't have a good question this week. I think he has to take a week off or so, right? <laughs> um, to try to get there. But, yeah. I mean, anybody can technically kill Batman, right? He's a human. Um, we've had this conversation about Superman and all that kind of jazz. He can He wins 99.9% of the time. But we also know he wouldn't kill him. So, it's, you know. I don't think... I mean, any it, it just all depends on how you write it, right? Like, I don't, yeah. it's fake stories. Anybody can kill him if you wanted to. Um, Deathstroke has gained close, apparently. Like, I think if, it, if I'm not mistaken, Deathstroke's first appearance, he beats the shit out of Batman. Yeah. Um, and that was like a big thing that happened. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Um, I'm sure if Joker wanted to, he could kill Batman pretty easy. But I think he likes playing with him. He likes toying with him. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't kill him. So I think it's, you know, as much as I would love to have a glorified debate and like fight it out. um, I mean, I'm, I'm a realist and it's like, it comes down to writing. If you write a good enough story, it's a good way to kill Batman. 
I personally, if I was going to do it, it I don't see anybody other than the Joker that should kill him. You know what I mean? They've yeah. been together so like I just don't think anybody else should be with Batman besides Catwoman. I think you know his biggest rival, if he was ever going to die, should be the one that kills him. Yeah. Um, and I think there's certain ways that it should be done. Um, because like I think some people, I remember reading Final Crisis for the first time when I thought Batman actually died and he got shot by a bullet. I was like, that's so fucking stupid. Like, I thought it was so dumb. <laughs> the, the, one, the one human in yeah. the Justice League, and you're like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, I thought it was stupid because of the way it was drawn. Like, his body was all like, nee! like, it was all like, it looked really dumb. And like, I would have rather had it been like a two page spread of him falling backwards, like with yeah. the bullet going through him. But his like legs and everything were all flailed out, like all weird. And I was like, this art. And I think it was a two-page spread, too. And I was yeah. just like, this was... Uh, I didn't like it. I thought it was dumb. Um, but he didn't die. So, Which I still argue that I feel like in a main continuity run, I don't feel like Batman's ever died. Um, people say that, but I was like, no. I don't think he technically did. He just disappeared for a while. Um, hey, as he, literally what's happening right now in Dark Crisis, right? So Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so there is that. I think that is all the questions that we have. Because you don't, you haven't done the Twitter thing, right? You don't do the Twitter thing. So. Uh, no, I did not ask this week. Yeah. So yeah, there's all the questions, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and now we're gonna move on to some more stories. We have so much. I don't know what we should talk about. Let's knock out um, Batman Beyond first. What did you think of this week's Batman Beyond? I really enjoyed this week's Batman Beyond um, because. I feel like it's the same reasoning behind how what we've liked about this book overall mm -hmm. is the losing of resources. Yeah. And the very last thing he has is his fucking suit. It is literally dying out. And yeah. he describes it as like, oh, it's shutting down. It's starting to turn offline. I'm having to force it to do things now. I really did enjoy that. Um, I like the twist of the Sword of Gotham. Um, that it is this, uh, it of course is Gotham basically yeah. just hijacking the bodies of random people. Yeah, they don't really explain how that's done though, right? It's just it no, happens. they don't. I think yeah. they will do it later, but it's got to be like cell phones or something. Yeah, I think it's something to do with technology, of course. Yeah. But we see like this random old man in the very beginning. And he is revealed later on to be the sword of Gotham. Yeah. And then freaking Terry goes and goes to that detective. He's like, you're the only person I trust. Like, you got to help me out, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden she starts spazzing out. And now she becomes the sword of Gotham. Also, yeah. They change their weapons each time, though, it looks like. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. So very quickly, it, it, this is a lot of fighting in this issue. It was a very quick issue to read. And so she turns into the Sword of Gotham. Terry, like, takes her taser gun, ties it into his suit, and uses it to knock her out, which I thought yeah. was very, you know, impromptu, something Batman would do. And, of course, I love how Terry is constantly referring to Batman, even though yeah. he's dead. Like, I think that is one of the best things about this story. I've never bought a Batman Beyond trade before. This might be the first time I'm going to buy one. Because yeah. I think the story is great. Um, so... My question here is this book ends with him taking the girl, the woman that he's met before. He's like, I got to take you somewhere to be safe. And they go back to the old broken down manor 
which I'm assuming he's going to go to the cave and stuff. But who do you think this is going to be in the future? Is she going to be a superhero? Is she going to be the new Catwoman? Obviously, I think this is a love interest. I could see it being a love interest. But her being a cop mm-hmm. and then like becoming a Catwoman, I'm not entirely sure if I'm down for that. But yeah. I understand if they do want to make her a Catwoman because, of course, Bat Cat totally yeah. makes sense. Uh, making her a Batwoman or a Batgirl would also be kind of weird. I'm not sure. Because that's been know. done, though, right? Technically, before in that series. Maybe not. Maybe it's retconned here. But there is a future Batwoman and Robin, isn't there? Yes, there is a future Robin who ends up being his brother. Yeah. And then Batwoman is actually Dick Grayson's daughter. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I enjoyed this book. Like I said, they're doing some really cool stuff with it. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to keep reading. Like, that's the only thing I ever want a book from a book is that I'm excited to read the next issue. Yeah. So, not, not much I can say. This was a lot of fighting in this book, so uh, which was great. Uh, now let's go on to, if I'm not mistaken, this series has ended now, right? Which is Batman 89. This was the yes, final issue? this is the final issue. What did you think of this? Because this had an interesting ending, I thought. This book could have ended halfway through. Mm. Yeah. I felt like the pacing of this book was not great. I like the final confrontation because it very much feels like something that like a la Batman 89 and Batman returns. They were very climactic endings. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is kind of in that same realm with how dramatic the coin toss was. And there was a little bit of a play of what ended up happening in Batman forever. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Of course, he didn't throw all the coins out when uh, Two-Face flipped his coin. But it was kind of that same play of like, hey, I'm going to trick him. Yeah. But I I don't know. I feel like this is... It didn't feel rushed by any means because, of course, this book was delayed by two months. Uh, but I feel like they didn't know where they wanted to end it. You yeah. know? Yeah, I can, feel, I can see that. Yeah, it was a, an interesting book. Um, I liked the two fur- two face just murdering people. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Going on a little killing spree. I think there was uh, some actual actual substance of like why he was killing those people. You know that one guy that he was helping this whole series was all like, "I got to make a phone call to make because you're just not who you are anymore." And he fucking kills him. Then blames it on Drake, which I thought was pretty cool. No, do you know who that person was? No. That, that first person that he just, like, point blank just shoots. Oh, Carmine, face? right? That's Falcone. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, I read that at the end. I didn't know that until I read the ending. They were yeah. like, yeah, he killed Carmine and he killed Otis or whatever that guy's name was. Otto. And, uh, yeah, and then, um, you know, there's the whole Two-Face goes to the Batcave. Batman tries to switch out his coin. And he was like, why don't we leave it up to chance? And Catwoman shows up, knocks him down. It's this whole like hanging on for dear life kind of thing. And Two-Face ends up dying. And uh, Batman has this argument with Catwoman of like, you and I are not the same. Like, I thought we could be, but you're not the same. Like, I'm not a murderer. And then she ends up saying like, oh, you thought you switched out the coin. Your real coin's right here. Like, this is the du- this is your double-sided coin. 
Like he had the real one the whole time. And he was like, no, she was like, you'll never know then. And so and I thought that was interesting. I think that is kind of like a metaphor of like, Hey, you're, you're slipping up. You're getting yeah. old for this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I mean, this is the, the Batman that we are now seeing the gray on his sides and stuff. So we see a physical aging in this Batman, uh, yeah. which is technically supposed to be Keaton. But I did like that as well. I like the 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 fact that Two Face was trying to frame all the murders on Drake. I was like, oh shit, is yeah. this actually going to be able to happen and stuff? Uh, but one thing that I didn't like mm-hmm. was I was really fucking confused at the coin flip and yeah. how it was supposed to be showing you the two different possibilities. But like, yeah, I was reading it and I was like, this transition doesn't make any sense it's because i was supposed to be reading one column of panels and then another column of panels and i wasn't supposed to be reading them like a normal page of comics yeah i could see that yeah 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 i did get a little lost in there at some point with what was happening but you know ultimately he still just fell to his death so i was like all right cool that's the outcome um but overall man i thought the uh stuff was interesting i thought overall the book itself was readable um, I would recommend it. Be like, yeah, if you want to read something with 89, definitely go check it out. Now, do you think they will pull from this for the DCEU? That's going to be interesting if they do. Because yeah. um, if we have an old Batman, then we would have old villains. <coughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious on what they would do here. You could still bring this actor back. He's still alive. So, you know, because he's uh, Han Solo. Not Han Solo. He's fucking, what's his name, right? Calrissian? Yeah. Lando? Lando Calrissian, yeah. So you could bring um, him back to being like him Two Face if you wanted. And then, technically, Robin is still alive too because it was supposed if to they be. They wanted to do that. It was supposed to be uh, one of the Wayne's brothers. So, yeah. so that would that would be interesting. I feel like they wouldn't go that route. And we also saw the artwork of Batman and Robin, and it was a white Robin. So yeah. you know, though, although but, they could make that Dick Grayson though. How did you feel about Catwoman also being Oracle? Was she Oracle? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, maybe that's what that title was. When I read a title saying like, oh, the Catwoman is different in this universe. Um, kind of dumb. I mean, because she is giving technically who should be the real Oracle, Barbara, all the information. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, everything's kind of wacky in this universe anyway, so. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I actually didn't really pick up on that until you mentioned it. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah. All right. Let's see. What else? So much. let's talk about vampires. Because I meant... Uh, did you end up liking this, by the way? I did like this. Okay. Because we've talked about how the one-shots have not been great. No. But the main title is awesome. Uh, yeah. I thought this was fantastic. So... I don't know what's happening with those one shots. Granted, the last one shot was to set up what happens in this book, the ending. Yeah. But I still don't think it was necessary. Like, I feel like you could have told that story in a, like two pages. The The problem that I have with this story compared to the one shots is there's characters here that we last saw together. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how they were able to separate and survive. Yeah such as Harley Quinn. We mm-hmm. see in that one shot, she is now freaking boosted with Lex Luthor's blood. 
and is now a vampire slayer. Yeah. And in here, we see Batgirl is with everybody else safely in spoilers, um, the bottled city of Candor. Yeah. But the last time we saw Batgirl and Harley, they were together with the rest of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? No idea. That's why they should not do one shots. Um, yeah, I thought this was pretty interesting with uh, this was kind of like a road trip that was happening. There was a group of heroes that were trying to get a car, a, an armored car to a certain location. And they were being obviously chased by other villains. Uh, we, I think it was Plastic Man, right? That gets in the way of them, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Or No, there's blown up cars that get in the way of the roadblock. And Plastic Man is there. We see a lot of people start fighting. Adam Strange gets absolutely annihilated um, by Hawkgirl. And everybody's pretty much getting fought by everybody, right? Like, we see Wonder Woman show up. And it's because they've been trying to find the secret hideout of the heroes that are still alive. And what we end up seeing happening is we, I forgot what's her name's bad, right? Um, Raven. She's a vampire. In uh, story? No, in this story, Raven is seen, I believe. Oh, she's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. She's a good guy. Yeah. Does she survive? She dies though, right? No, she dies. She's bit by, uh, uh, plastic plastic man. man there you go yeah so we see a lot of people fighting um and we see that what's her, like everybody's uh what's his name the pyro guy i always forget it firestorm yeah is going up to um i i, I don't know much about this character the skull character he's so this up is every once in a while he's director bones he yeah. is the director of a uh, secret organization i can't remember off the top of my head it's like um, DEO or DEA. It's, it's he like is that. he is the Nick Fury of the DC universe. Yeah. yeah. Now I understand that like people would say Amanda Waller is that, mm -hmm. but Amanda Waller is the evil Nick Fury, whereas yeah. Director Bones is the Nick Fury. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Bones is about to die from Firestorm and we see a hooded character with a spear show up and kill Firestorm and he explodes. And we assume everybody in that area is dead because he exploded. And what ends up happening is she's like kind of looking around and she sees his fucking skull hanging there. And he's like, hey, hey, pick me up, pick me up. <laughs> and she's like, you're still alive. And he's like, get in the car and drive it this to this area. And we find out that this girl is the sister right of what's his face yeah the kid the that died. Jaina. Yeah, yeah so i was like who is this bitch and then at the end when we see him, i'm like oh it's the wonder twins kid and they go to this swampy area and what ends up happening is killer croc comes out of this swampy area and i'm like what the hell and um by the way this wonder twin looks cooler the coolest she's ever looked because i think the wonder twins look stupid she yeah. looks cool here um and what ends up happening is we see adam fucking show up and he's like hey what's up and they're like um uh, what does he say he's like oh like she's in the car she's in the trunk and they, well, yeah because they he was basically giving Jaina the rundown of like why they were supposed to meet here anyway yeah and they're like oh you know 
she must be still in the car. And when she opened, when he opens the trunk, it's Supergirl. Yeah. And Jaina is fucking pissed. She's like, yeah. she was in the car the whole fucking time. You're saying that we could have survived that entire encounter with all of those freaking vampires. And she was just, just sitting there. Yeah. And they explain, well, because there is a reasoning behind all of the fires that were being placed in the last issue. Yeah. In the last issue, we saw Superman and all the other vampires like setting fires to basically everywhere that they could. And the reason behind it is because they're making the smoke and smog filter through the atmosphere yeah. and block the sun. Yeah. So that, so that way, way it's they always can stay dark. out the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that's smart. I think it's really cool that they did that. Um, so yeah, she can't do anything. And then what ends up happening is Croc, they all shrink down into Croc's hand and he goes into the a swamp where I'm assuming Candor is buried. I so, think so. I'm curious how Croc doesn't crush them or how they don't drown <laughs> going into this swamp. But it is what it is. It's comic books. Um, and so I think this was a really cool way to hide. Like, this is really smart and really awesome. Yeah. Because the vampires are like, where the hell is your secret base? Like, and if you're like, oh, it's a city inside a fucking glass case. Like, that is pretty awesome. It would be like how, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Undead, they were hiding in that pocket universe. Yeah. Because that was kind of cool, the bar. And then they all got fucking annihilated. Um, I would hope that doesn't happen here. I would hope like, oh, there for once a secret hideout fucking stays a secret hideout, you know? Yeah. But that's wishful thinking. I'm pretty sure they're gonna destroy Candor pretty easily somehow. And we see a bunch of the heroes that are still alive. And uh, I think this is pretty cool. And they're kind of talking about like what we're gonna do next. Obviously, Green Arrow still being the hero is like, there's a bunch of people that are food farms. We need to go release all of them. There's like millions there, and they're like, we can't do that. Sorry. He's like, what the hell? I'm going there. They're like, we got to do something better. We got to do, we got to hit them where it hurts or whatever. And then that's when we find out they're going to a tower. They're doing these experiments on somebody. It's Professor Pig's there. Uh, Hugo Strange, um, the dude from. The Thinker. Yeah, the Thinker. And we see it's Harley Quinn is hooked up to all of this stuff. And it just says to be continued. And she's like, I'm going to kill all you guys when I get out of here, you know? <laughs> and so I thought that was kind of cool, you know? It, this was definitely a better issue than the last two one-shots that we've read. Now, yeah. what sucks is, if I'm not mistaken, it's next week or the week after, we're getting two other one-shots that are a bunch of other stuff. So those might, if the track record is going to continue, those are probably going to be garbage. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but... Uh, I'm excited to see where the story continues to go. Um, all right. So I think next we should move on to Dark Crisis. I feel like Flashpoint. And I, I really want to talk about Killing Time because Killing Time's ending was fucking loved it. Let's so. let's go to Dark Crisis. We can go okay. to Dark Crisis. Quick read, I felt like. This was a really quick read. Yeah. Um, what is... I don't know, man. Like, I'm... It, I enjoyed it, but... Because I haven't been keeping up with the main story of what the hell's been going... I mean, I think it's so confusing what's going on with DC right now. I, I don't really think I can enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed previous stuff. Do you know what's crazy to think about? Mm -hmm. 
people who have been reading everything DC will read this book and think exactly how you think. <laughs> That's sad. So it's like reading a Bendis story. It is crazy. There yeah. is no like this. This is a crisis event story. Yeah. But nobody knows where this story is coming from other than the random one shot that Williamson did in Justice League 75. Yeah. Like there's not enough breadcrumbs to make this event. And it's really yeah. weird. But I will say this had really good moments. Now, one moment in particular I am questioning because Nightwing survived the bomb. Yeah. They him again in here. The throwaway <laughs> line is yeah. that oh, they th he was able to get the bomb away from Chupacabra, but mm -hmm. we don't see Chupacabra anywhere. Yeah. So, like, I can't trust you in, in saying that he might still be alive. Yeah. But this had some good moments. It had a weird moment where, of course, uh, I can't remember his name. The main villain of this whole event is somehow controlling and or speaking telepathically to Deathstroke and ordering yeah. him around. Yeah. I don't understand why he would be doing it with Deathstroke. Like, yeah, out know. of all the villains in the DC universe, you're going to use Deathstroke as your agent of chaos? Yeah. I feel like he wouldn't um, necessarily follow this, follow rules, you know? He's not that kind of person. Yeah. I mean, he left the League of Assassins because he wasn't going to be the main guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. A really cool fight between Deathstroke and uh, Nightwing here. Because they're gonna take all the titans and be like, "This is the future." Like, and they got beat by one ambush. Like, that's sad. And um, which I think is really interesting because you always think of like the dream for superheroes is to be able to retire, right? Not to have to like be heroes anymore. So like, there would yeah. be new generations. Villains don't think that way. They're like, "We're gonna do this until we die." Yeah. And so the new crop that's never dealt with these villains before, they're gonna get fucking defeated. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so it's always interesting thing. It's probably why Batman's like, I can never retire. Like, and it was it was a very weird and kind of cool moment where Deathstroke was like, All right, we're gonna go one on one. And then after you beat me or after I beat you, who's the next runner up? You you guys, if you think you're gonna be the heroes to save the world, yeah, you have to earn it. Yeah, and like Nightwing is trying to make the decision. Okay, if I was able to beat Deathstroke, who else in this building currently could possibly beat Deathstroke? Yeah, he has nobody. He has Which nobody. Which is and sad. he's like, I at one point thought he would probably choose somebody like a Starfire or yeah. maybe a Arsenal, uh, mm -hmm. Roy Harper. But then he's like, oh well, if you got if you got nobody, I'm just gonna kill you. And this moment I absolutely love because, of course, Superman just comes coming yeah. through. Well, Grayson does say he's like, if if you kill me, they live. Right. And yeah. he, they're like, yeah, he's like, yeah, because there's no point in me fighting them. And he is like, all right, well, then just kill me. So he yeah. gives he pulls a Batman. I was going to say that was yeah. that when I read it, I was like, that's Juice's Batman moment. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. But go on. But Superman comes in here and is able to deflect the bullet. And Deathstroke says, well, we have a Superman of our own. Cyborg Superman comes out 
and this is what I've had the conversation with with a lot of other Superman fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Kent has not had his ass whooped. Yeah. Yeah. He has not like yes, he's fight giant kaiju. He's done things that you know any other Superman would, mm-hmm. but he hasn't had his doomsday moment. And yeah. now I don't want his doomsday moment, but I do need him to be knocked down a peg. Yeah. Because as of right now, I love Tom Taylor. I love what he's doing to John in his in his book. But right now, it is almost literally rainbows and sunshine. Yeah. for jonathan kent in his book and i'm like he needs to no have that no pun intended <laughs> but he needs his moment of like his superman moment yeah. you know i feel that and yeah. i think this is one step closer to that because and they're berating him the whole time which i liked they're like you're yes. not superman i even like um uh when he says like a, you're a cyborg or not a superman he was like yeah you're not your father either and i was just like oh damn <laughs> like that's fucked up so but I like i i i enjoyed that i like i said it was a little weird that deathstroke just like walked away with everybody in these portals yeah but the one thing that i'm not entirely okay with and i guess i'll just see how it goes is at the very end uh adam uh black adam is there and he's like i was right John, you are not ready for this. And I technically was probably wrong about this also, but Nightwing, you clearly are not ready for this. So I'm going to have to train and make you guys the heroes that you are not ready to be. So he's going to be the leader of the Justice League. Wait, he says he's not ready? I thought he said, did I read that wrong? I thought he read it as like, oh, you are or something. No, he says, he says, uh, Right here, he says, "You heard." Well, Black Adam says, "I was right. You were you were not ready to be lead the Justice League, son of Kal El. But I was wrong about you, Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Deathstroke may have led this attack, but the blame for all of this tragedy falls on your feet." Oh yeah, yeah. Basically saying, like I, he thought that Nightwing was going to be that leader. Yeah, but clearly he's not yet ready to be a leader. Yeah, and I genuinely think. This is because they were caught with their pants down. Yeah, for sure. I think if Nightwing was like in the headspace of like, hey, I need to lead a Justice League, he could definitely do it. Yeah. My thing too is, um, when was Black Adam a good guy? Like At the beginning of Bendis' run on Justice League. Oh, God. So yeah. he's part of the Justice League now? Yeah. That's weird. It's um, Shazam, how did he feel about that? It's like it's this thing of like, oh, well, maybe if at one point he was a champion, maybe he could still be a champion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So the book does end with a cool, nice little shout of Kyle Rayner coming back. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And he's being saved by other Green Lanterns. Uh, I didn't like that uh, Jessica Cruz wasn't in here. Or she is, right? Oh, never mind. She, I see yeah, she's, she's right okay, next to Simon Baz. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, yeah, so all of the cool Green Lantern peeps are are there, and I think that's pretty dope. So, uh, cool, Andy. You know, a fast read. I do, like I said. But uh, I'm getting, like, people are messaging me on fucking <laughs> on, on Reddit right now, I guess, about Batcat stuff, which I find hilarious. Um, but I think it's because everybody's finally able to read the story. Either that or they're like, they're recording right now. Maybe I'll get on. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you got cameras in my room? 
Um, okay, what I'm down to allow you to choose Flashpoint or Killing Time. What do you think we'll talk about more? Uh, I don't mind talking about either right now. Let's do Flashpoint. Let's do Flashpoint. Okay. So this book, uh, for anybody that bought the cover, has the Superman on this story. Skinny Superman, as I like to call yes. him. Um, what did you think about this whole story and how they're building this with Superman? I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I think this is a, a different take, but not a different take. Because yeah. uh, I believe it was um gleason and jurgens that had the action comics uh oh no gleason was on superman i think but jurgens was on action comics the whole thing with jarell coming back and that whole story with him being fuck i can't even remember his name oz mr oz oh yeah yeah that yeah. was when tim drake died died yeah exactly yeah like and they kind of made like Jorel evil quote-unquote mm -hmm. yeah this is doing the exact same thing but making it on like a zod level yeah because he basically like it's really cool they go into this fortress that is not the fortress of solitude that we all know and love this is like the fortress of the green yeah is really what it what it really is it's called the oasis and these kryptonian crystals being also attached to swamp thing of this world uh this flashpoint world it's able to read the crystals and project a message that Jorel left and basically saying hey you need to learn to adapt these new powers so that we can all come and survive and basically take over earth yeah you're like oh shit but the really cool thing is you saw like in the original Flashpoint story, Superman was experimented on. He was freaking like he was not in a great place. Yeah. And he killed people leaving that facility. And then he just flies off and you never see him again. Yeah. Now you see him come back and he's telling freaking Thomas Wayne, hey, you need to help assemble a team so we can save Earth. Yeah. And even Thomas Wayne is like, are you fucking kidding me? These people have done horrible things to you and you still want to save them. And Superman's like, yeah, because not all of them are like that. Mm -hmm. I think this world is still worth saving. So I think it's very, very funny and very ironic that we saw a Thomas Wayne that was for sure not a great person to Batman, right? Yeah. Then you haven't read it, but you see Justice League Incarnate and... He is learning to be a better Batman. Mm -hmm. But I feel like going back into this Flashpoint world, trying to get back to his son and back to the main DC Earth, he has kind of regressed a little bit. He's going yeah. back to his old ways, kind of, you know? For sure. And now he is being forced to kind of take what he's learned from his time on Earth Prime and possibly now be a leader of a Justice League here. Yeah. I think that's he didn't give a shit either. Yeah. He's just like, no, nah, I got other stuff to do. Figure it out on your own. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting. I like seeing Ivy and the idea that this fortress was made up from the sacrifice of Swamp Thing. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much a majority of the issue is just finding out that the Kryptonians are going to come to Earth to destroy it or to rule it. And, um, you know, Bruce and everybody needs to kind of help them out. Uh, well, we do see. Go for it. Well, I was going to say the really like crazy thing for me was when Penguin and Two Faces, well, we now know as Two Faces, son, were at the manor just like doing something. They were experimenting on something. And you just see this flash of a flash and it's like yellow and yeah. kind of like fuzzed out. And I'm like, oh shit, like is that supposed to be Barry or what? And then at the very end of the fucking book, it's fucking reverse flash. And yeah. he is slaughtered. And all you see is the words or the word tick. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So reference to Doomsday Clock, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then we see at the very end the time force going through the time stream, which I think was pretty interesting. Or yeah. like they're stuck in a time stream because they know things. It's called hyper time is where they're at. Yeah. And um, yeah, shit's going haywire. So uh, we this is the first book where we didn't get a Batman and the little Munchkin guy uh, talking. Well, I think so. The people that the that that person is talking about to Bruce, yeah. these are those people. They're trying to make their way to what I would assume is Bruce. Yeah. But everything in the time stream is kind of going haywire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So yeah, I'm curious. Are you still thinking that this is the character at the end of Doomsday Clock? I think so. I think that uh Bruce is kind of playing God mm-hmm. and is going to force his force their hand to basically fix some things now what that entails i'm not entirely sure because we don't know bruce's intentions other than just grabbing these things and forcing these people to confront bruce yeah 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 it'll be very curious to see what's going to happen does this have a set amount of books uh i haven't paid attention to that i don't know it it has so it's three out of six so there's six all right so we're at the halfway point. Um, not bad. I'm enjoying that story, though. That story's fantastic. So yeah. I'm excited to see where it's going to go and what's going to happen. Um, what it's going to do for the DC universe, you know? Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but let's move on to Killing Time, our final book of the podcast. And um, let, let give me your thoughts originally, because obviously I love this book. But I want to know your thoughts. I will continue to say I hate non-linear stories. (laughs) And the reason being, everything in the beginning looked and sounded really, really cool. Yeah. The problem is, I feel like it should have been placed in the back half of the book. I feel like it would have dramatized the situation a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Because reading the book the way it is, I already know what's going to happen. The only new thing is literally the last page. Yeah. So like for me, I wasn't super invested in like how it happens. Yeah. Because I already know the chaos that's about to ensue. You know? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh I obviously I don't have a problem with it um because I think it's done in a in a decent way and the way the the reveal at the end, I was just like, "Oh, it all makes sense. It so makes so much fucking sense." on like why we've had to deal with this for five issues. You know what I mean? 
Um, You're going to have to explain that to me when we get there. Okay, okay. So uh, the book starts off with a bunch of people dying. Like, there's a war going on. We know that Penguin was sending a bunch of people to go after Riddler and Catwoman. So, yeah, a lot of people are dying at this point. And we're just kind of seeing what's going on. We're, we get a lot of the story talking about how this is going to go down. Penguin's kind of talking about what's going to happen. We get a flashback to somebody having the item that we've been kind of discovering this whole time. We have a lot of people going through. We have Batman rushing to where they think the whole thing's going to go down at. And essentially, it's, it's just playing out to what's going to happen at the very end. So we all know, like Clay said, that a lot of people die at the start of this, and then we're getting what leads up to that particular thing. And then before we get to the ending, we find out what the item is, and and it's the Eye of God. What did you think of that? So this is was very confusing to me because it is described three different ways in this book alone. Mm-hmm. So it says the eye of God. Okay. Well, this is a universe that has multiple guides. So what did that entirely mean? And then we see in, I believe a flashback of what I would assume is the mascara or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. It sounds like that. It was in, uh, let's see here. Priestess of Athena stands on the beacon of, uh, Galop, uh, Galopi. So I don't know. It is Athenian. Yeah. So I think it's so they they talk about it is the eye of uh shit. What is her name? Uh I'd have uh, to go back through it, but the, the eye of Athena. It is yeah. Athena. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what it is what is it about Athena and her eye? Because they keep saying that it holds power. But there's nothing specific to where it's like, okay, I'm I, I'm sure with whatever magic or curses or whatever, if you were to steal a body part of a god, it's probably not a great thing. Yeah. So that's how I'm taking it. But again, like I said, there's nothing in here that shows the specific about how or why it's powerful and or why it's expensive other than the fact that it is the eye of a god. Yeah. So the way I read this, because I remember at the start of this, I was like, if this thing is not something big, it's going to fall flat. And I was thinking, but I feel like when you put yourself in that situation, you can only fail. So I don't know if there is any actual power to this, but since it's the eye of God and the way religion has been progressed throughout time, I wonder if people would treat this as it having power. You know what I mean? Like I own I the that. eye of God. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, we got to believe this guy because he has the eye of God. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's the route King's going with. Like it doesn't have power, but it has power through like spoken word. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the Bible, you know, everything, how everybody kind of treats the Bible. So I'd be curious with that. But this ending, like we see Batman showing up. He's fighting a bunch of people. Catwoman's trying to get away. And the eye of God gets knocked out of, I think, her hand, if I'm not mistaken, or Batman's hand, or somebody's hand. And it's rolling down a hill. And it rolls all the way down the hill. And somebody picks it up. And they it's like they knew it was going to be there around that time. Or it's just he knew where to be. And a final page turn. 
is the clock king. And I have said this a million fucking times. I love the clock king. I think he's fucking fantastic. He's in the Batman animated series. It's where I first got introduced to him. I don't know if that's where he debuted, but I've always loved the clock king just because he seemed like a simple character that had a unique gimmick. And I just loved it. I love this idea of somebody being obsessed with time, right? And so if you know nothing about the clock king, uh, Clay, he's obsessed with time, as I just said. So for somebody that has meticulous notes of what has happened throughout time, they would be able to explain everything the way you've read it in this book. And the thing I like about it is we've been reading this as Batman knew all the times, right? Like that's how we were reading it. Like yeah. we thought it was Batman taking the notes, writing the notes, but for it to be revealed that it was clocking and he knew the time that everything was going to go down. Cause he plans out everything meticulously that way. I thought it was fantastic because I didn't even think about clocking because nobody gives a shit about him. Okay. So that makes sense. Cause I know that this clock King, the version mm -hmm. that we are seeing in this comic is actually, because I just looked it up, the debut of Clock King was actually in August of 1960, but okay. Clock King is the name of three different supervillains in DC Comics. Ah, okay. So, this particular one um, is more influenced by, of course, the one that debuted in the Batman the Animated Series. Yes. I didn't know anything of him. And yeah, I've seen him in Green Arrow comics, but they don't really explain who he is as a character other than he's obsessed with clocks in my eyes. That's really how he's portrayed here. You're basically telling me, does he like see into the future and stuff? Does he know? These no, times? no. He's just somebody that has studied time. So he's probably read every book and all that kind of shit and just pieced history together through time oh uh, okay, okay so like okay. that's kind of how he is like he plans out stuff like if you watch those animated series issues or episodes because i think he's in like two of them you'll kind of see what he's doing but i okay. absolutely love this i just i was just like oh my fucking god which was great because i read this after i read 125 so i was already mad so i became like <laughs> extremely happy after this. so that's kind of how it is and that's all i really got to say i just fucking love clocking like i yeah. absolutely love that tom king again took a very obscure character and made a story for him yeah so i thought that was pretty awesome but um so nice. yeah that it, it explains like all the craziness and it makes sense because he i thought it was batman taking those notes the whole time and to get a curveball like that i was just like oh fuck that is awesome but uh we'll see how it concludes you know um yeah i have a theory that it's just a spoken word and the eye of god does nothing that's what i'm gonna go with so We'll see if it actually has powers. Um, it it would definitely be something that King would do. For sure. Um, it, and we've seen that thing happen in real life. Like you said, the Bible. Yeah. Um, just uh, individuals, uh, cult leaders. You know, mm -hmm. they don't have actual power, but because of manipulation and things like that and spoken word. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. They have power now. I could see that happening. Um, yeah. And I will I will double down on you for that. I, I think yeah. that'll happen as well. So, yeah, but that is our two-plus-hour podcast about comic books, ladies and gentlemen. I can't um, believe the first hour is legit just 125. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyways, Clay, what do you got going on this week, man? So, the reason why we are recording 
early is because in literally three hours, I'm going to go see Thor Love and Thunder because I am going to be on a review for that on Friday night. So if you check us out at the Geekverse YouTube channel, Marvel Alliance is going to be doing a review of Thor Love and Thunder. I hated Ragnarok, but everybody that I'm recording with loved it. So I basically volunteered so that way I can keep them grounded a little bit on their like hype for the movie. Um, So go check that out. So Uh, you're the villain hardcore. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Same way I was in the, in the Batman review for DC Alliance. Yeah. Uh, So I have that going on. Um, If you guys check out star Wars Alliance, we just reviewed a novel called uh, shadow of the Sith, where we actually were able to interview the author a couple weeks back. So now we're doing the review of the book. So go check that out as well. Um, but other than that, uh, nothing really. Noise. Uh, I don't have anything going on this week, ladies and gentlemen. I am super behind on work, so I've just been catching up. I don't even know if I have a YouTube video this week. Uh, hopefully be live streaming tomorrow. But, um, I mean, it's been peaking during this podcast. My anxiety is being a little weird, so I might just take tomorrow off. We'll see what happens. But that is going to be it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember... Batman is awesome. See you guys next time. See ya. All right.